Hello there, friends. Welcome to the New Testament in a Year podcast. I'm Sean Bailey, and this is day number 41. Day 41 of our journey through the New Testament. We've been reading a chapter every day in the New Testament, taking God's Word, unpacking it, finding out who God is and who God wants us to be. That's the ultimate goal. As we read all 260 chapters of the New Testament together in 260 weekdays in a year. If you've been with me this entire journey, thank you for sticking sticking around the entire time. And I have grown so much through this. And my hope is that you have too, as we've made this journey and commitment together. 40 days is a lot. Now I'm looking forward to the next 220 as we continue our journey. So grab your Bible if you can and listen closely if you will. Let's read God's Word together. In our last episode, we read through Acts chapter 24. And through that journey and that scripture, we witnessed the Apostle Paul defending himself against against those accusations that were brought by the Jewish leaders before Felix, the governor. And although Paul faced opposition, we noticed how strong and steadfast in his faith he was. And he still spoke boldly about righteousness, about self-control, and made them aware of the coming judgment. And he caught Felix's ear, and Felix was very moved by Paul's words and kept him in custody and didn't make a decision on whether to release him or to find him guilty of those accusations. Felix kept him close by. Well, today we are going to dive into chapter 25 where we see Paul's legal battle continue as he stands now before Felix's successor, Festus, and later King Agrippa. But before we dive in too deep, let's uh, let's talk about the look for us before our scripture. Some things to look for as we read today are the legal proceedings that take place. Notice the legal tactics that Paul uses. He's a, he's a genius of a man, and uh, God uses him very well. Notice how he approaches his accusers, how he responds to them. Watch how Festus handles the case before him now, and how he interacts with Paul. And then you will we'll see Paul's appeal to Caesar, and how significant that is. We'll see Festus um, consult with King Agrippa. Watch how Festus has a conversation with him regarding Paul's case. And notice how then the word spreads to Agrippa and he wants to hear Paul's case and his defense firsthand. And then see again Paul's commitment, unwavering commitment really to sharing the gospel even in the face of persecution, legal trials, and how important that is, but also the impact that he can, his testimony is making on those that are in authority. So, 
those are some look fors let's uh let's begin begin reading the word together so if you would um turn to acts 25 if you have a bible available if you're listening in just listen in and we'll read through the word together acts chapter 25 acts 25 verse 1 we'll read all the way through uh, the end of this to verse 27 this is paul's appeal to caesar before i read i'll remind you that Felix was succeeded by Festus and Felix wanted to do the Jews a favor and left Paul in prison. And so we're here now with Paul under the reign of Felix as governor now. So here we go, verse one. Three days after Festus arrived in the province, he went up to Jerusalem from Caesarea. The chief priests and the leaders of the Jews presented their case against Paul to him. And they appealed, asking for a favor against Paul, that Festus summon him to Jerusalem. They were, in fact, preparing an ambush along the road to kill him. Festus, however, answered that Paul should be kept in Caesarea, and that he himself was about to go there shortly. Therefore, he said, let those of you who have authority go down with me and accuse him if he has done nothing or anything wrong. When he had spent not more than eight or ten days among them, he went down to Caesarea. The next day, seated at the tribunal, he commanded Paul to be brought in. When he arrived, the Jews who had come down from Jerusalem stood around him and brought many serious charges that they were not able to prove. Then Paul made his defense. Paul said this, Neither against the Jewish law, nor against the temple, nor against Caesar, have I sinned in any way. But Festus, wanting to do the Jews a favor, replied to Paul. And Festus said, Are you willing to go up to Jerusalem to be tried before me there on these charges? And Paul replied, I am standing at Caesar's tribunal, where I ought to be tried. I have done no wrong to the Jews, as even you yourself know very well. If then I did anything wrong and am deserving of death, I am not trying to escape death. But if there is nothing to what these men accuse me of, no one can give me up to them. I appeal to Caesar. Then, after Festus conferred with his counsel, he replied, You have appealed to Caesar. To Caesar you will go. Verse 13, several days later, King Agrippa and Bernice arrived in Caesarea and paid a courtesy call on Festus. Since they were staying there several days, Festus presented Paul's case to the king, saying, There's a man who was left here as a prisoner by Felix. When I was in Jerusalem, the chief priests and the elders of the Jews presented their case and asked that he be condemned. I answered them that it is not the Roman custom to give one someone up before the accused faces the accusers and has an opportunity for a defense against the charges. So when they had assembled here, I did not delay. The next day I took my seat at the tribunal and ordered the man to be brought in. The accusers stood up and brought no charge against him of the evils that I was expecting. 
Instead, they had some disagreements with him about their own religion and about a certain Jesus, a dead man that Paul claimed to be alive. Since I was at a loss in a dispute over such things, I asked him if he wanted to go to Jerusalem to be tried there regarding these matters. But when Paul appealed to be hit, to be held for trial by the emperor, I ordered him to be kept in custody until I could send him to Caesar. Well, Agrippa said to Festus, I would like to hear the man myself. Tomorrow you will hear him, he replied. Verse 23. So the next day, Agrippa and Bernice came with great pomp and entered the auditorium with the military commanders and prominent men of the city. When Festus gave the command, Paul was brought in. Then Festus said, King Agrippa and all men present with us, you see this man. The whole Jewish community has appealed to me concerning him, both in Jerusalem and here, shouting that he should not live any longer. I found that he had, done, had not done anything deserving of death, but when he himself appealed to the emperor, I decided to send him. I have nothing definite to write to my Lord about him. Therefore, I have brought him before all of you, and especially before you, King Agrippa, so that after this examination is over, I may have something to write. For it seems unreasonable to me to send a prisoner without indicating the charges against him. And that is the end of Acts chapter 25. Let's take a moment now to, to decompress a bit and reflect on what we just read. So we notice in Acts 25 how Paul stood before Festus and appealed to Caesar. How he stood strong against the authority and continued to have avenues open for him to share the gospel with those that could impact millions. Faithfulness in the face of adversity brings great glory to God. Despite facing legal opposition, Paul remained faithful to his calling and he continued to proclaim the gospel. Reflect on that and find how we can apply that in our lives. This challenges us to really persevere in our faith, to really push even when we're faced with difficulties, trusting that God's in control and that God will work out all things for our good. Be bold and trust in his sovereignty. See, Paul's appeals to Caesar, it not only secured his safety, which was very smart, a very smart legal strategy, but it also positioned him to fulfill God's purpose in reaching Rome with the gospel. Rome, the central point, central city of not just the Roman Empire, but all of civilization at that time. God is going to place Paul at the heart of Rome so that the gospel can spread to the masses from the inside out in Rome. That reminds us to trust in God's great plan again. He's in control of every circumstance and will guide us according to his plan. And his plan will lead to far greater things than what our own plans and what our own strategies ever could. And finally, Paul's bold witness before Festus, 
before Agrippa, before Felix, before all the other officials. It's a great example of that word boldness, but also fearlessness. He shared the gospel fearlessly regarding, regardless of the audience that was before him. And regardless of the circumstances that could come. And so as believers, we are called to imitate Paul's great courage of sharing hope of Jesus Christ with great confidence and conviction. That amazing fervor that could strive and flow through us when we let, when we let the Spirit do just that. Oh, thank you for joining me today. Um, that wraps us up on Acts chapter 25. I'm already looking at 20, looking forward to 26. In the next chapter, we're going to continue to follow Paul's journey as he stands trial before King Agrippa, and he's made his appeal to Caesar, ultimately advancing God's kingdom in the face of adversity. I look forward to that. Thank you again for joining me today. May you be blessed. May your family be blessed. And may you strive to share the gospel boldly, just like Paul did and be a blessing to others. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the New Testament in a Year podcast, where we simply read the Word of God and we try to unpack it so we can find application in our lives, knowing that there is nothing more powerful than God's Word. You see, Scripture is the only source that teaches us who God is, and what God wants of us. My encouragement is that the Word of God will bless you and ultimately bless your friends and family. I'll encourage you to share this podcast with your friends, share it on your social media or by word of mouth. Join in, let's read the Word of God together. And through this, may God be glorified through our reading, listening, application, and understanding of his word together.